Is it a big deal that Zion Williamson hasn't talked to new Pelicans guard CJ McCollum? Let's break it all down in the Monday episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Monday. No games for the Pelicans until Friday, so we get to talk about all things with this team, and we're going to. We're going to get some of the rotations for Willie Green. We're going to talk some off-season stuff as well. We're going to review the start of the year as well. And today, we're going to talk about Zion Williamson. He hasn't spoken to CJ McCollum per CJ. So what's happening? How did we get here? And where do Zion and the Pels go from here? That's the layout for today's show. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. We're free and available five days a week, wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube, breaking down all the things you want to hear about this team. How many other podcasts are actually talking about this that are Pelican centric today? We're doing it here. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all. Unless I'm super sick, you can probably hear it in my voice a little bit, and I was not able to record a couple of days last week. But that just means we've got more to talk about. Also, if you're watching on YouTube, a new kind of office setup here, a bit of a new backdrop. You won't see the cats anymore. I'm sorry for that. Um, but this is going to be better for recording. So let me know if the sound is, is the same or a little bit off. I'm not as familiar with the acoustics in this room. So let's get into it. Um, oh, and today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by Bet Online. Uh, Bet Online has you covered this season with more uh, uh, props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Okay, so let's get into it now. On TNT during All Star Weekend, CJ McCollum, new Pelican player, says that he hasn't spoken to Zion and doesn't really know what's going on with the Zion Williamson situation. This isn't great. Not at all. You know, when you really factor in that I've been saying for a while, months now, right, basically all year, that Zion has kind of had a distance from this team. At times, it's been a literal distance, him going to Portland to work out and rehab by himself away from the team, not having a team doctor or anything there with him. You know, there's been an emotional distance, I think, from this team, too. It's, you know, it's really exemplified by this. Him not reaching out to a new teammate to say even a text, right? Hey, welcome to the team or anything like that. CJ says he reached out and spoke to people close to Zion, but not Zion himself. So does that mean he couldn't get a hold of Zion? Right. All of this is not great. And in and of itself, just this in a vacuum wouldn't be a huge deal. But when you factor it in to everything, this is a giant red flag. None of the things I'm going to mention here in a second individually are that big of a thing. But taken all together, yeah, right? I said a physical and emotional distance, mental distance from the team. He was not there in Nashville, the only player who wasn't there to work out in the offseason. He ghosted Fred Vinson and Brandon Ingram at the NBA Finals. You know, he just jetted off to Portland. The team put out a statement saying like, oh, we know this. We want him to do this. They'd like him around the team. No one wants their guy to go rehab elsewhere. 
you know, all, and that's not even counting other things that we could get into with this, right? None of this is good. None of this. And then you have David Griffin in that press conference uh, after the trade deadline the other week where he, he said anecdotally four times because he, he's clearly not in touch with Zion or Zion's camp, it doesn't sound like. He doesn't know what's going on at all. This is the dude who runs the team. He should know, at least with when it comes to the players, everything with the team. Nope. CJ McCollum, right? Maybe, you you know, if you're not around, you don't need to text the dude. Be like, hey, congrats on the trade. Welcome. It sounds like you wanted to be here, blah, blah, blah. CJ McCollum is the president of the NBA Players Association. This is a guy that every player in the league is aware of. And has great respect for, right? This isn't just like some dude who, like one of the Morrises or something like that, would get traded and maybe it's like, screw that guy, I don't really like him, but he's my teammate now, whatever. This is someone that like everyone in the league has great respect for, but maybe not Zion. That's not a great thing. All of this, all of this is a giant red flag. A red flag for what? I don't exactly know, and we'll get into that in the third segment, all right, of where do we go from here? Is this a red flag being like he wants out? It could be. It could not be. This could also just be how he operates, right? This could also just be him being 21 years old and just not getting how to be an adult. And we'll get into some of the stuff with his camp, and I'm going to use that phrase in the next segment too, but I was an idiot at 21. I feel bad now because I don't respond to text messages in a timely manner. I have like a million DMs from people that I offered to give some advice to that I haven't had time to do it yet. Maybe he's just attacking his rehab so hard he can't, he, he forgot about it, right? But it, with everything else, it doesn't feel like that's the case. And everyone else is buying into what Willie Green is doing here. And it finally feels like there's a culture or a, or a very positive atmosphere in New Orleans. Everyone seems to like it here and be pumped. CJ wanted to come here, was involved in the process. But Zion is not, right? For all those people who are saying, oh, he went to Portland to recruit CJ McCollum and they're not going to say anything because of tampering. No, he wasn't. That's just a foolish thought. And why he never said anything like that was happening. Because it wasn't. Like, this is not great. What's it mean Let's talk about that in the third segment. But how did we get here, right? Like, how did we, in year three of Zion Williamson, we, the Pelicans, get here? And let's kind of break that down. And that's where we're going to get a little bit behind the scenes coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar out there. And I eat one of these things every single day. It's just on the road for work. And I have a ton of Built Bars in my backpack for when I'm running between meetings, I'm starving, I need to eat something, get a little bit of protein, get my mind right. Built Bar is the best way to do it. And these things are so delicious that I look forward to it every single time. One of my New Year's resolutions has been trying to eat healthier, really like cutting down on refined sugar and things like that but I still have like sugar cravings and I don't want to go for candy or snacky things that's terrible so I grab built bars instead cut them up into little bites or something like that because they're covered in 100% real chocolate they come in delicious flavors with me in LA I had the coconut brownie chunk you're gonna think you're eating a candy bar except this is healthy for you and seriously go to built.com and scroll down to the macros chart you're gonna be blown away they're high in protein, low in calories. Most of them have 130 calories, 4 grams sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. 
compare that to a candy bar or anything else you could eat, the Bilt Bar is going to win every single time. I love the mint brownie. I love the churro puff bar. And they have a bunch of puff bars out there, which are protein-infused marshmallow. Doesn't get much better than that. So go to Bilt.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. You're going to get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off over at Bilt.com. All right, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. Now, for your next listen, go check out the Locked On NBA podcast. We're doing roundtables this week discussing teams kind of in a similar situation. The Pelicans, they put, this wasn't my choice, in the no man's land category. And I lead a roundtable, which is going to be out on when Tuesday or Wednesday, about all of that. So all of these are going to be out there. They're going to be a lot of fun. You definitely want to give them a listen. And these are a great way to just kind of catch up on everything going on around the NBA. The podcast, of course, is free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube as well. All right. So we are talking the, Z- the Zion Williamson situation. Often when I'm recording, I don't have a ton of notes. You know, I, can, I know this team so well, I can kind of just talk and go. I have like a page of notes here that I typed up that I'm kind of looking at and using to kind of guide the discussion about this. That's how in-depth this sort of thing is. So CJ hasn't heard from Zion. Is this a big deal? Yeah, it's, it's not the biggest deal I've ever heard of, but it's not not something. And it's probably a big red flag when you factor in everything else. There could be reasons why. But when you kind of look at it all with a thousand foot view... It's not great. It's not great. So how did we get here, right? So there's there's two areas that I think really kind of led us down this path. The first being the injury stuff from his rookie year. I've talked about this extensively. He and his camp, I do not believe, trust Aaron Nelson, one of the best in the business or highly regarded in the business at all because of the way they brought him back slowly from that meniscus tear. Now, Was that the smart move? Maybe, maybe not. Not a doctor, couldn't tell you, but it definitely seemed like they were trained to save Zion Williamson from himself a little bit with his long-term career in mind. I think that's probably a good thing. Maybe. But Zion and his camp did not like that. They, as you can probably guess and inferred from things, are a little bit weird when it comes to his injuries. They don't want things to seem bad, probably going back to his days at Duke with the blown shoe and all of that. They want him almost to be invincible or unstoppable. Maybe the better word is inevitable, like Thanos, right? His favorite Marvel character, even though that guy loses. Um, They want him to feel like a superhero, invincible in a sense. Injuries and recurring injuries and things like that are, are not great to kind of have that sort of stigma attached to you, especially early on, right? We make jokes about Anthony Davis being questionable to return, MRIs and x-rays and the radiation and all of that. I don't think Zion's camp wants any of that stuff followed him. It probably hurts endorsements to a certain degree. So they're weird about this and not playing Zion, you know, in the fourth quarter, that close game against San Antonio, his NBA debut irked him big time. The way they used him in minutes bursts, even though after six to eight minutes, he was clearly winded out there on the court. They didn't like that because it makes him seem out of shape, even if he is. They want you to think kind of otherwise, I believe, right? So you have that side of things, which has created a lot of distrust between Zion's, Zion and his camp. And I, the, I, I say camp, right? Because I don't want to pin this on any individual when I'm not privy to those behind the scenes conversation. So I don't know who has what influence to what degree. So we're just going to use a kind of a catch-all term to describe 
everybody there. But certainly his stepfather is really involved in all of this. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, right? At 21, who's not necessarily trying to rely on your parents if you have that option? Heck, I, I, was, I bought a new car this past year. I was 35. I, I spoke to my parents. I spoke to my girlfriend's dad about it too. And I've bought a car before, right? Like, this is fine. I knew what I was doing, but I still ran things by them just to get their perspective. It's okay to rely on others and get that perspective, especially if you're 21 years old. And I was freaking idiot at 21 years old. So I don't think it's necessarily bad that he has people that he relies on. That by itself. We'll come back to that in a second, right? The other part of this, aside from the kind of injury stuff and the slowly bringing him back and creating, you know, some friction there, was is also Griff just at times being a freaking weirdo, right? The piano story. Which I've talked to other people around the team and it was like, why didn't you tell me that? And they kept that quiet because it's not a flattering story either for Zion or Griff. And it's like, oh yeah, something like that happened. That happened. So that stuff's not great, right? Like that's just not a way to connect with a, you know, a, a black guy who at the time was 18, 19, whatever it was. Like that's just not the way you go about and do it. Griffin has a couple of jobs here. One of them was to build a bond and connect with Zion Williamson. But you've seen it in the press conferences that Griff does and the way he talks. He feels very robotic, very fake at times. And people can smell that from a mile away. I haven't told this to some aspiring Twitter people, bloggers, podcasters who wanted to try and do Pelican stuff and were faking sources. Don't do that. You could see it from a mile away. So that type of insincerity and whatever it is didn't do well for building that relationship. Same with some of the public things Griff has said in the past, say about LeBron James. He was upset when LeBron wanted to come back to Cleveland because he wanted to build this team his way, right? And in and of itself, that's not a bad thing. But you don't want your star player to think you're kind of anti-player empowerment. Zion's going to look at that and be like, that dude's not going to have my best interests at heart. Or his camp's going to look at that and think that. So I think that's added to it as well. So there's friction there. And the camp is a big part of it. His camp and the team view things very differently, particularly when it comes to injuries, as I just talked about. Now, here's where I'm trying to piece things together. These are not facts. These are, let's call it informed speculation. I think the Pelicans feel, and this is like the behind the scenes stuff, I think the Pelicans feel Zion should probably have a second surgery, correct his foot, and just get ready for next season. I think that is what they kind of hope will eventually come out of this at this point. At this point, it feels like they've tried rehabbing enough. It's been enough time from an injury that happened in July. Have the second surgery, correct whatever's going on, and just move on next season, start fresh. I think that Zion's camp feels that if he just keeps rehabbing it, he will be fine and he could play. Again, informed speculation. There's me trying to piece things together with some guesses in there. Those are two very opposite things, right? This is a bad spot to be in. And I wonder if the Pelicans are trying to, this isn't so much wondering. I wonder if the Pelicans are trying to kind of make these scans and have high benchmarks to show his camp that like this dude needs surgery and isn't healing well and things aren't okay with his foot. I think his camp, the idea of him missing a season, having a second surgery, looks bad for Zion. Even if it doesn't, because this is an injury that's like kind of just difficult for NBA players. 
Kevin Durant had a second surgery with this. I believe Joel Embiid did as well. But I think they're going to look at that and be like, oh, no, we can't do anything like that. So you have these two people kind of at an impasse. And this is an awful, awful situation to be in. So if that's where we are, where do we go from here? And let's talk about that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. But before we get to that, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by BetOnline.net. Football might be over for the season, but basketball is full steam for both pro and college hoops. So for the latest odds, to, uh, latest odds and player performance props, you know where to go, and that's BetOnline.net, the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, odds, props, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC. You can even get Olympic coverage and information there as well. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action over at BetOnline.net. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, thank you for making Locked on Pelicans your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe to the show. Tell a friend about the show as well, word of mouth, huge thing, and leave a five-star review with a comment that helps keep this free and five days a week for you all. Again, no one else is coming to you like this with the Pelicans talk that you want to hear, giving you, when I say Pelicans Insider, I'm not lying about any of that stuff, giving you the insight that you want to know about this team Monday through Friday. So subscribe, tell a friend about the show, and leave a five-star review with a comment. All of that combined takes like 30 seconds, and if you've ever wanted to help me out, if you ever want to be like, Jake, I appreciate you best way to do it is with those sorts of things. So we talked about what's going on, all of this stuff with the icing on the cake right now being Zion hasn't spoken to CJ McCollum. We explained how we got here and the stuff about where I think we kind of really stand right now with his Zion and his camp kind of butting heads to a degree with the Pelicans. When David Griffin says lockstep, I don't think these groups are in lockstep right now. Again, informed speculation. I'm not going to state any of this stuff as a fact. So where do we go from here? And to be honest, I I don't know. I I wish I had an answer for this. It's probably the biggest question around the organization right now. Not will Willie Green get the rotations right? How does CJ McCollum help them? Those are all awesome things we're going to be talking about later in the week. But this is a black cloud hanging over the franchise to a certain degree. You know, I I don't know. I feel confident in saying I don't think we're going to see Zion this year. I felt that way for well over a month now, but with his family or his camp, I should say, I don't, I don't know. I don't know for sure. It's an absolute mess, but I, my gut feeling is we do not see Zion Williamson this year. So given that kind of distance, right again, physical distance, though he's come back to Louisiana and left, but didn't go around the team when he was here. You know, physical distance and emotional, mental distance from the team also, basically in everything that he's done this year. And we, you know, and from the media too, we haven't spoken to him since media day. Is he trying, does he want out, right? Like that's the question you're wanting me to try and answer. Does he want out? I I don't know for sure. I, he might, I don't know. There's definitely been some harm in doing this and I don't think it's an easy thing to fix, but if he wants out, they're not going to trade him. One, David Griffin's not going to want to be the guy known as trading away <laughs> Zion Williamson, particularly if he goes to another team and kind of gets gets everything right and then blossoms as a player and it's going to be like, he traded that dude. 
you know, he's still on his rookie deal. He'll be a restricted free agent. He's, you know, no one's ever taken that qualifying offer to this degree. And with Zion Williamson's injury history, there's there's concern for him on that, I'm sure, that maybe that backfires. I don't really think so, but it costs him money in the short term. He'll, he'll recoup it overall, but that's money you're going to lose that one year and never really be able to get back when you could just sign an extension with the team. So the Pelicans are in a good position to play hardball. And, you know, Zion probably doesn't have the degree of leverage if he wants out, and I don't know if that's a fact, that he potentially thinks he could have. That's good for New Orleans, I think. But if he does want out, that's an untenable situation. And at that point, you do eventually need to think about trying to trade him. I'm in no way saying that they should do that anytime remotely soon because they should not. All of you on the trade machine, either from other teams or Pelicans fans, just put it down right now. I, you shouldn't trade him. Just straight up, he's your best chance to try and win. He's that transcendent of a player. I wonder, you know, would if Zion goes to Gail Benson and was like, fire David Griffin and I'll be good, they'd probably do that and that fixes things to a degree, but I think there's just ultimate distrust there. And you'd also probably have to fire Aaron Nelson as well. I don't know if that's a great situation to be in. Then you're giving that player a lot of leverage, right? I've seen a lot of people be like, well, they shouldn't have given him this much leeway in the first place. I don't know if there's really anything else they could have done to a certain degree. You can't make him not listen to his camp. You can't make them not be involved. You could not have acquiesced to some of the stuff that he's requested and wanted, maybe some of like the injuries kind of being hidden and things like that. But I don't know that there's another play other than that sort of thing, right? I've seen some people saying that, you know, maybe the best way to do this is for like David Griffin and the team to really throw Zion under the bus and leak some things about him that aren't flattering in hopes that that gets back to him. And, you know, then this wakes him up. Yeah, you could do that, and I can tell you for a fact they certainly are to a degree, but, you know, when things get leaked, it can usually come out like who leaked it, and, you know, if they find, if his camp finds out that David Griffin is leaking things, whoa, is that a bad look, and is that going to make this relationship explode in a negative way? Yeah, so that's probably not the smartest play in the world to do something like that. So how does he get fixed? I wish I had an answer. You know, I think this is one of those things that I've said for a long time. Everyone just needs to grow the hell up and act like adults. David Griffin, call me, David. We can chat. I can help you build relationships. I do that for a living in my full-time job. I've done it very well here. It's how I had the CJ McCollum trade ahead of time. You know, it's, I'll teach you, right? Like, don't, don't be a robot. Don't use some of those words and things like that that just feel so phony, Right. You know, I wonder if it's David Griffin going to Zion in his camp with kind of like a mea culpa in a way and be like, I'm sorry the way I, you know, in almost having to kind of fall on the sword. You know, I don't know if it's going to get better otherwise. You know, eventually it either blows up or they kind of behind the scenes hash it out and that's that. And then this just goes away when he plays and the team starts winning. Or he just bides his time till the leverage swings in his favor. Maybe he signs an extension. And then maybe soon after that extension, when he's gotten his money, he's like, okay, cool. I just got to tough it out in New Orleans for like another year or two. And then he can force his way out. There's potential for that too. So it might look okay, even though it isn't long-term. 
it's an unfortunate and just crappy situation with kind of fans caught in the crossfire of some of this stuff. And it sucks. It sucks to cover this. It sucks to be trying to talk to people and figure all of this out. And I've been yelled on both sides of it. I've been yelled at by his camp. I've been yelled at by the team too with all of this stuff. But let's put it out here in today's show because this is what you all wanted to hear. And you trust me to give my opinion and share things with you. So we're absolutely doing it. And I'm probably going to get an angry text message or call at some point today about all this. But that's where I think things stand. Let me know in the comments your speculation on it and how you think they should try and fix things. And do you think they should try and trade Zion Williamson sooner rather than later? I'm a hard no on that. Not even close. But I'm curious what you all think. So I'll be looking at the YouTube comments today. Uh, So I appreciate you all listening. Thank you all very much for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. Tomorrow, I actually want to talk about season ticket stuff. Because the Pelicans are going through renewals. And they're in an interesting position right now regarding it. So I'm going to talk about that. The TV stuff will probably factor in. Um, you can almost consider this an open letter of sorts, I think, in a way, um, on the season ticket experience, as I am a season ticket holder. Later in the week, we'll probably talk more about the broadcast stuff too. I also want to talk about Willie Green and the rotations, particularly that Dallas game Thursday before the All-Star break. We'll probably cover that a little bit later in the week. So that's some of the things to come here this week on Locked On Pelicans. And now for your second listen, check out Locked On NBA. Locked On experts covering the biggest stories. I'm there every Wednesday around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you all for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all tomorrow.